episode number 87, The Interconnectedness of Things. Can't pull that off. <laughs> All right, you ready? I'm Clay Lowe. And I'm Sarah Beth Hunt. You're listening to the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast. Where we get together once a week over coffee to talk about the big questions of life. Let's get into the show. All right, so has anything weird happened in your... And I'm saying weird because it may seem out of the ordinary. Anything weird happened to you this week where you were thinking something and then the answer this came to you in an unrelated event? Um, not this week. I've just been thinking... So we're, you know, talking about synchronicity and interconnected of things. And I was thinking about, you know, these instances in my life. wouldn't say this week, but I've definitely had things happen that are just a bit like you know I was thinking about um, this best friend in high school that we sort of had this weird falling out um, and we were really really good friends and there was sort of a a thing that happened we, we went traveling in Europe together after we graduated high school and we had a bit of a falling out in our group and we sort of went two different ways yeah. and then because we went straight on to university we never really sort of reconnected and kept the friendship going. And then a couple years later, I was in Paris with my mom, um, just having like a vacation bit with her. And I, compl- I ran into this friend who I hadn't spoken to in about three years, who just happened to be literally on the same street in Paris, like hundreds, you know, we're both from Florida. I was living in the UK. She was living somewhere else. You know, so... I think actually she had moved to Paris just for a little while, but you know it's like things like that that then our our friendship has has rekindled from there and okay you know now now we're really good friends again still so you so, know just things like that I think that you can think about as this is so unlikely that this has happened. So for me that would be a pure so that would be a good example of a coincidence perhaps so. Mm. To take it further, I think if we're connected up what synchronicity is, so if we talk about coincidences, so things happening in, at the same time. So I think what would make it closer to synchronicity is if you were thinking about that person unrelated at that. So just say you're on a train and I happen to be thinking about that person. You had no idea that they were going to be in Paris or anything like that. And then you guys happen to end up being on the same street. I agree. I think that synchronicity is sort of about meaningful coincidences where the likelihood of it actually, of that coincidence actually happening is really, really rare. And so that would be the meaning, though, isn't it? So the meaning, Mm. and it would only have meaning to you because for whatever reason you were thinking about that person on the train and reliving and wanted all these things sort of happen. Yeah. If you don't have that conversation, then meeting the person would just be coincidence. Not necessarily, because if we're, you know, if you think about the, for me, the way I'm sort of taking it is there's this idea, maybe we should like go to what Jung has said first. Yeah. But, you know, this idea that we're sort of like, there's a connectedness that we have underlying stuff, then the fact that we were such good friends will have a sort of deeper connection that will have potentially, if this theory is right, brought us together without us being necessarily consciously aware so that we could reconnect. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. And, because, and, the, you know, the yeah. li- like, 
you know, for me in that moment, and, and I can't say now that I was thinking about her or not thinking about mm. her, but, you know, the she was always on my mind because she was one of these really, really close friends. And, you know, when, when you lose touch with someone like that, there's a sort of sadness that is yeah. there about it. And, uh, did you have a definition from, of synchronicity itself? Cause I think there's a couple different, um, well, concepts you, of young that blends into that. Cause there is yeah. synchronicity, but then that lead led into some or supported some of his other, like you were saying earlier about the collective unconsciousness and some of the other concepts. Yeah. But so, synchronicity in another. You know what I love? Yeah. I love the fact that these like serious psychologist yeah. professional people were doing research and making theories about things like synchronicity and the paranormal and all yeah, this yeah. stuff. Like, can you imagine that happening today? It's just like the I know, dominance. I know. I missed that, of, man. I know the sort of dominance of, gone crazy. of scientific skepticism is just so strong, but. Before you, know, you give your of, definition of yeah. synchronicity, I'll give you what happened to because I, as you were saying about your train one, you made me think about. I actually had an instance. I suspect of synchronicity in relationship to the on the a causal yeah, yeah. events. So and I don't even know why I was thinking about this, but I was thinking about on the drive on the train ride down to London. This week. This week, on yep. Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever I went down. Um, I was thinking about some of the past work and jobs I've done and and then I remembered uh, a lady that I used to, we used to converse very frequently. Um, but in the last sort of year, I've have not heard from them. And they work for a company called General Physics, basically. Um, and yeah, so that was the end of that. And I, I don't know why I was thinking about that, but I was thinking about yeah. it. Like I was just recapping. Or I know what I was thinking about. I was thinking about it because I was thinking about some other stuff in relationship to work and training and all that of the business. But I was down at the Expo in London in Olympia, and it was about just after midday and I'm walking along and I hear Kalo <laughs> and I turn around and it was a guy named Matt Haslin who I've actually never physically met but I've known him because we've done some training together in the virtual classroom environments so that was our first time ever meeting mm -hmm. but he works for general physics now in this Jungian concept that I'm thinking of synchronicity my earlier recall it so yeah I don't yeah, think yeah. the story is done so maybe so my meeting him right says that there's something either I need to get in contact with that lady or there's some other and the universe if we want to go that way and say well keep going you had the first clue because you started thinking about it now what else do you need well here's this random dude in a random because he's from Leeds and when I'm in Limington and we randomly meet yep seemingly coincidentally in London at this thing and he's from and I'm looking at his badge and it's like general physics so now I should be attuned to in terms of synchronicity what's going to be the next thing that's connecting right. Right. those two seemingly random events together the connection is that probably the general physics thing seems to be making the yeah 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 the line continue so yeah. I have to pay attention now to the signs and omens to see All where right. that thing leads so basically if I understand I think there's a lot of so Jung Carl Jung wrote a book called Synchronicity mm. and while I have not read the book the it seems like there's a lot of 
just sort of inconsistencies, I guess, is is the word, and and sort of. Um, <laughs> he was taking mushrooms when he was well, probably. doing it, right? <laughs> Let's hope so. Yeah. But you know, I think part of our problem is is that we're reading this kind of stuff with incredibly skeptical eyes, and I think there's different ways of of approaching mm. information and new theories and stuff, and and one of them is looking for the holes looking for the places that it doesn't make sense and the other way is to be open to it and sort of see where you think it might be true you know those 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 are sort of really different um so yeah so anyway he has this idea about synchronicity that uh which is basically in a nutshell events that are linked in meaning not cause so they're non-causal. So, yeah. you know, like we were saying before, you know, I have a cup of coffee and that's not a coincidence. It's because I went up and ordered it and then it came. But if I ran into someone completely randomly, that's that that means something to me that that has a sort of deeper meaning about then. You know, for me it's that that friendship needed to continue. You know, for you it's that something else might be going on with this whole you know, that then these things, because, and, and I think what Jung says is that because we're actually all connected to an underlying unifying sort of collective force, unconscious, collective unconscious, then, um, yeah, then, then there's sort of things that bring us together or bring us into contact with things that are meaningful to us that we're be very unlikely to happen coincidentally. Do you know what I mean? That's his theory. That we're all connected in the big cosmic soup somehow underneath. So, of course, he has this idea that there's this unitary world that he calls uh, unis mundus because if you put it in Latin, I guess it means more. More. I like it. (laughs) More more, uh, acceptable and serious. Um... Yeah, let me see if I have anything else. So meaningful coincidences that everything in the universe is intimately connected and that there's a collective unconscious of mankind that's a part of that. And so, yeah, so yeah. basically that's what synchronicity is. And, I, I'm, and I, I, there's a, I know we're going to talk about the Celestine prophecy because I think that kind of moves it into a it starts to take it into a different realm, but I think a similar realm in terms of this interconnectedness yeah. of maybe the collective unconsciousness, whether it's the universe and whether all these things well, move yeah. in a place that has meaning for you. So, like, I like, and, and when I was, like, really into sort of synchronicity and, and that aspect of looking for signs and omens, and you've read The Alchemist as well, yeah, I know a, yeah. a lot of listeners have like the alchemist as well that there's signs and omens that you need to pay attention to because they give you to clues to where you're headed and what yeah. your path and that sort of thing and I I kind of view synchronicity or probably more so in the past than I do now but maybe coming back into that space and that because we're on this journey and we're looking for the various different signs and omens that are the things that help you to stay on track to this realization of your sort of highest potential or highest self and that any event that we could have, even though it may seem random, has some meaning to you in your life. And it might be you meet someone for two seconds, 
but they held a piece of the puzzle that you needed to carry on. So my thinking about general physics on the train, unrelated to anything this yeah. other guy that I just ran into, hadn't even his name didn't even come into the frame, but the connection is those two things. So if I carry on, because I was thinking, and maybe this is the help aspect of me from the sort of synchronicity point of view, is because I was thinking about what's next and evolution of what I do yeah, yeah. from uh, uh, the learning and technology and that kind of stuff. Got me thinking about what I've done in the past, and now I'm looking for where's my future direction. Mm-hmm. And then this next thing that's come up seemed to randomly come up at the right. In fact, yeah. if I carry on this way, there's some other stuff that's happened. And I said to you that my brain was in the place of being exploding today. Yeah, I was a bit because, worried about you. Well, it's I don't this, want your brain to explode. Listen, and we can even say uh, doing this subject right now, as a matter of fact, because my brain's exploding is because these synchronistic, synchronistic events are happening and they all seem to be falling into place. So the right things are turning yeah. up right now yeah. when I was in this space and... It yeah. makes me so excited that it's hard to contain and then my brain is just, just going, ah. Yeah, yeah. Um, even this very conversation, we could say that well, it I mean, has yeah, that Yeah, you know, and the more, the more I sort of think about it, I think for me, in, in the way that I'm relating to this, it's not that there are no coincidences, mm. but that there are certain things, certain events that happen that are more than coincidences. So, you know, one of the things that that happened to me about a year and a half ago is that I really... So my kids were getting a bit older. We needed a bit more money. And I was thinking, I really need a few more yoga classes to teach. You know, I need need to sort of start upping my game in that sense. And, like, you know, that's a good... It's a good sort of job... uh, Blah, blah, blah. Anyway. So I just... (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. But... We'll do a whole you podcast know, I sort of, blah, I, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> not sure that we get very yeah. high at ratings, right. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think that, like, in, so, so up until that point, I feel like the years with kids being little and, you know, there's a lot of putting stuff that you want on hold and, you know, really trying to be careful with money and stuff. And, you know, just a lot of my writing stuff that just, there was a lot of things that felt like I was just pushing boulders up the hill, you mm. know? And it was like, so, so I've never really So basically I've never, I'm not really a, a universe will provide type person, but yeah. I remember one night I was just like, okay, universe, I, you need to throw me a bone. You know, I want to teach more yoga classes I, I need I need something to like just come my way without me having to struggle and fight for it, yeah. you know. And uh, you know, I just left it at that. It was one of those one of those moments where you're like, yeah, this isn't gonna do anything because I'm not a fluffy person, and so I, you know, this isn't this is something that I did, but I didn't actually kind of put any stock in it. Yeah. And and actually, within a month. I ran into a friend of mine whose younger sister, who I also know, have known for ages, um, she had set, and we ran into each other just in the park with, with our kids, and she was like, oh, you know what, I really wanted to talk to you because I'm looking for someone to teach yoga at this, like, you know, place that I've set up that's, you know, she's established her own studio. I was like, wow, 
I've just been looking to teach more yoga classes and that has really just completely taken off for me. So, you know, th I think that was, you know, sort of, I've never really had an experience where I like looked to the universe and was like, all right, universe. And then I got something back. But yeah, yeah that, was, like that was nice. And as you're saying that, there's well, two things that were going on. One, I, I was having a pre-conversation about this last night over beer and wine with a few people and I shared this, a very massive story of St. Goodness City I think in my life that's kind of related to what you were just saying there um, but you also then reminded me that when we, I was doing this sort of look around on the internet about St. Goodness City and what's up there I know that well, some of the veins of it have been tied or whether they, well, they roped it in I guess into the um, what's that stuff the secret Oh, the secret? Yeah, what's, what's the thing? What do they call it? What's the thing? Oh, I don't know. Come on. The secret you and... You mean the, the, the book? The no, secret? I know the book is it, but there's a, a terminology. That's I don't coming. know. It, it's escaping me. I can see. Oh, dang it. It's going to drive me nuts. You won't, you won't know it. Oh, no, every, everyone I... listening should know. We should know. It's not that you do it, but what do they call it? Oh, it's going to drive Maybe in the break I'll have a look. It's going to drive me. I can picture the picture. But anyway, it's a big movement anyway. Um, you know, the whole sort of concept of the secret end, but there is a specific term that I'm looking about, but I'll stop there. But is it, are you talking about sort of like the law of attraction? Yeah, that's it. That's the one, the law of attraction, yes. yes. <laughs> high five. Yeah, yeah high five. Law of attraction. Um, I noticed that there's a, that they were using synchronicity as a part of that right. philosophy or, or thinking in terms of Yeah, see, of that philosophy drives me nuts a little bit, which Does is it? why I did not put any stock in like my... Come to, come, okay. to yeah, come to Jesus, come to me, universe. But now I had so okay. If we were talking about coincidences, and however, whatever level we're on it, I'm not actually necessarily sure. But my getting here to um, England seemed to be a series of coincidences. But it started with we wanted to come back to live here, and I'd been job hunting over here to see if I could get a just straight job here English. yes yeah. um, or, and I was working for big companies I was working for General Electric and I knew they had a big presence so I was trying to internally get here and nothing was working and uh, just a really quick history lesson I after I left the army I worked for Merrill Lynch I worked there for a few years and left to work for General Electric and I'd been at General Electric for about two years and I Randomly or coincidentally, I don't know. However, you, you, I'll just tell the story and you tell me whether it was just, okay. it just seems that way. So, out of the blue, I get a call from my old boss's PA that says, From Merrill Lynch. From Merrill Lynch, and I was working for General Election. She goes, Oh, there's an a, a internal technology trainer job going. And I remember that you liked sort of technology and it seemed like it'd be something that you would like. So this wasn't an advertised job, right. you know, to the public. It was just she sitting on the internal board. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that sounds right. So I, she gave me the person to contact. I contact, got an interview, went down, had an interview. They called me back and said, we want to offer you the job. But they wanted to give me $10,000 less than I was making at the time. Right. So I said... No, because that's going backwards, so I need to make this. And they said, well, sorry, because the job is this, and it pays that. So I hung up, and I was happy. I was just going to carry on with my quest. About an hour or so later, I get a phone call, another just random, and I, I haven't spoken to him or told him that I was doing this. My original mentor when I worked for Merrill Lynch is an ex-Navy commander. He calls, 
calls me up and he's yelling at me. Why didn't you tell me you were trying to come back? Blah, blah, blah. And he's going on all this stuff. And he goes, do you want that job? And if they pay you this, will you accept it? And I said, well, yeah, if they pay me what I wanted, hung up. And then shortly after that, I got another call from the very guy who just said, no, the job is this and it was that. And he says, if I give you this amount, will you accept the job? And I said, yes. <laughs> and so I took the job, left and that sort of thing. But I'd only been in the job for two months. And then we all got made redundant. But I was paired up with a, a lady that was a long-term Merrill type thing, and this will make sense in a minute. Um, so we all got made redundant, but we had one last training, me and this, this, this lady, together in a place. And she mentioned that one of her old bosses was doing a joint venture over here in, in England, and that she was, because we lost that job, then this lady said, oh, you can come in and do this one. And then from her, I got this connected with the lady here, and I, when we literally had only just been told that right. we were made redundant like that af that morning, by that afternoon, I'd had a phone conversation with the person over here, and I got the job with them immediately to come to So England. basically, in the whole world of synchronicity, yeah. you had to leave General Motors to get in touch with the person who was going to come over here. So the Merrill Lynch thing is just sort of a come on clay come over this way what was the, to put it was you in the, touch yeah, with this other yeah, person no, so the, all the things aligned so we, yeah. our intention was that we wanted to yeah. come back here and then yeah. all the things kind of seemed to just randomly happen it's and funny you know I was listening to this this podcast but some people might call that the law of attraction although I tend to stick with the synchronicity piece myself yeah. but yeah as in you, yeah, you set an intention the, and the then is, you let it go and I think the difference is and one of the things I really liked about this, um, I think it was the Guardian article that you sent me mm. by Mark Vernon about synchronicity. I like it. And he was basically saying that skeptics want to test synchronicity in a lab. Right. But that this misses a key feature of the phenomenon, which is that it's random and beyond anyone's direct control. Now, I feel like the thing about the secret and law of attraction is that you can make it happen by wanting it to. Yeah. And I just don't buy that. You know, I think you can want it all you want. And I think that, you know, the thing about this, the secret for me is that people use it to be lazy and not make any effort. Yeah. That's sort of like my negative reading of it. Right. But I think with synchronicity, it's not saying... It, like you can't control it it's totally random but because you're linked in in meaning with this whole underlying kind of connected force you know it's like in a so what you're saying what like, i'm getting from you is that because i put that into the almost like the like ants so i my brain waves was like i want to come to england went into the collective unconscious what's my little the electricity. avatar do you remember that movie Yes. You know, like the tree, yeah, that, that crazy yeah. tree that's like kind of connected to everything. That's yeah. it. Well, that's what happened. And so yeah, then yeah. my little consciousness went through the collective that's unconsciousness, right. connected back up with all these other yeah. things that I'm already connected to and then made them impulsively call me and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, maybe. You're saying. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what's happening. I think I liked <laughs> the guy too because he had a really good reading of synchronicity and sort of a really like open and Yeah, I like Mark Fernie's of egg. Uh, uh, was was he atheist? So he was a priest or something. Then he became an atheist or an agnostic, 
um, stroke philosopher. He's written it. He wrote that book, Plato's Podcast, and uh, right, well-being, okay, yeah, and yeah, a whole yeah. bunch of other things. I think he's now a psychotherapist, but yeah, I like, I like Basically, his he was saying meaningful coincidences can't be studied to statistically. This mm. is what Jung said. Mm. Um, and I like that because it's sort of like, I really, you know, being, being from the yoga world and, and having experiences that don't line up with any scientific thing that we have going on, I feel like I always really love when people are brave and bold enough to say, you can't study this scientifically. You can't study some things with statistics and numbers. Yeah. Not everything the, can be reduced. The to philosopher would say that, uh, or at least if you're a rationalist, that then... Can you? Can you ever know it? Well, can you ever know it, and can you use that Meh. as a? That doesn't bother me. To, to, <laughs> to know in this particular way does not bother me. Does not bother you. No. So I was listening to this um, podcast by uh, Jack Cornfield, who's a Bo- American Buddhist teacher, mm. meditation teacher, and he was um, talking about you know he has one of these talks that you know you, you have a whole bunch of different little stories on a theme. Yeah. And. Uh, so he was just talking about, you know, the experiences that people have and how we walk around every day in sort of assuming and behaving as if we're just a individual sack of bone and muscle, you know, and we're just individuals walking through mm. our day. And then he was bringing up an instance um, or instances in which this, you know, in the same way that Jung's talking about, this sort of inherent mystery of things becomes apparent. So one of his stories was about a man who, so the, the he was in a nursing home and quite poorly. Yeah. And uh, his kids uh, had come to, I can't remember in the story who it was, some sort of like spiritual person who was there and said, you know, we don't really know what to do. This Our father's brother has just died and we really don't know whether to tell him because he's, you know, pretty close to dying himself and... We don't want to upset him. And what should we do? Should we tell him the truth? And so they said, oh, you know, we'll just go and see how your father's doing. And so they walked into the room and their father was like, don't you have something to tell me? My my brother's dead. And there's no way he could have known that. Hmm. And basically they said, you know, how do you know? And he's like, I've been talking to him all night. And, you know, the, I think it's funny. I because, had that experience. So, so basically, I think this is where the synchronicity thing connects to the paranormal. Right. It's, you know, and so we save paranormal and then we think of, um, what's the show with? Uh, uh, you know, X-Files. X-Files, exactly. You know, but, but really this is about, you know, a, a lot of it's about knowing something that you can't really know. Like, mm. you know, that people get experiences of just knowing that someone has died, you know? Yeah. Or, well, I had that with my grandfather. Did you? Yeah, it was totally unrelated from something. Almost like a, was it a? It was one of those kind of dream things. Like I was having a conversation with someone in my dream that was there, and they were telling me this thing about my grandfather dying. Um, And then, and this is when I was at West Point. Right. And then the orderly came, and I had to go see in the morning. After the dream. Yeah, this was after the dream, yeah. Right, then the right, orderly right. came and, and then they marched me to the office to tell me that that my grandfather had died and like, I could have leave and all this kind of stuff. But I knew from the dream or before they told me right. that. So, it's, that so, so I loved how he sort of, exactly how he, Jack Cornfield was sort of 
telling the story and then he's like you know what are we yeah. do we really think that this this skin and bones is all we are like we are connected somehow the interconnectedness to, of things exactly. so we'll take a quick break and yeah. come back I like this whole interconnected and the Beatles as well you are me and I am you and we are all together there you so go so they knew as well didn't yeah. they alright cool let's uh, top up on the coffee Thanks for listening to the podcast. We really enjoyed bringing you the episodes over the past two years. Our goal for 2018 is to grow our audience, our community of contemplators like you, and we would really appreciate your help with this. Now, there's a few things that you as a listener can do that are pretty easy and simple that will really help us out a lot. So if you enjoy the podcast and want it to continue, it would be great if you could share it with a few friends who you think might enjoy listening. Um, going to iTunes and giving us a review so that it boosts us in the algorithms and it can come across other people who might enjoy it. And if you'd like to financially support the podcast, you can go to the contribution section of our website. Thanks, and back to the show. Okay, so um, we've got this idea about synchronicity and, and that there are some things that happen because they create a certain meaning Hmm. rather than because, you know, the person put an action in place that, Hmm. that drove that scenario. And, um, you know, one of the things that sort of occurred to me is that another, you know, when you use different vocabulary to describe something, sometimes it can seem like you're talking about something different just because you're using a different word, but actually you're talking about the same thing. Hmm. And, I, and I wonder how similar this is to the idea of karma or, or an aspect of karma. Before you say what, you're, what it is, yeah. I'll tell you what my... Because I'm, I'm not into karma, but my impression yeah. of karma is that you get what you put out. And that might be completely wrong, so maybe you'll be able to school it's me as in that you, if you like, act this way, that's the thing you're going to get back in return. So if you do good, you get good back. If you do bad, you get bad well, back. Well, I think that's, a, that's the sort of simplistic, modern-day, Western interpretation of karma. I think it's right. a, like in the cultures that it is a part of, it's quite complicated and of course it goes over lifetimes right so you don't necessarily see it now there's a big there's a big whole problem with this which is that this is tied to the caste system in india so mm. it you know karma the idea of karma is often used to suppress people who are poor and without power like and that's, that's not cool you know <laughs> that's not cool but there's a like so i was reading this book this is what made me think of it i was reading this book about um, a Western English woman who became a Buddhist nun and mm. went to live in a cave for 13 years, which is why I want to do the podcast the on yeah, solitude. But basically, it was super cool. Just he, you know, because I mean, I'm never going to do that, so it's nice to read about what what that experience is like. But there was basically this. You should do that. Once your yeah. kids are gone, go to the cave. Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm going to do that. I got it on my list. Yeah, yeah, you're Two things do I that. have on my list to go to the cave and live like a monk. And yeah. then the second one is that I'm going to go and I'm going to walk. In, so I'm just going to disappear one day. Okay. Like when I'm tired of the earth. Okay. And I'm going to go walk oh, in the yeah, desert nice. and just yeah. never come back. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Okay, so 
<laughs> She's so, looking at me, folks, like I'm no, crazy. Yeah. No, 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 I don't think you're crazy. That, uh, that totally fits Clay. <laughs> and you, you absolutely must do that. Yeah, I'm in it. That's, that, that's, that's my that's grand plan. That's the destiny of the moving on to the next stage. The desert. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> sorry, you reminded me of something <laughs> my son said yesterday about dying and stuff, <laughs> which is sort of related to karma, but basically... He said, you know, next time when I come back, I, I'm afraid I'm going to be an animal and be eaten. Because we were talking about vegetarianism at the oh, table. Okay. And he was uh. like, he goes, he's got this idea, this is the little one, he's four. He's, he wants to come back as an alien. Right. And he was like, mommy, you're going to come back as an alien too. He was like, yeah, sure, I'll come back as an alien. Yeah, no right, I like it. So, but he's like, that's why I want to come back as an alien. Because then I won't, <laughs> I won't be eaten. You won't <laughs> get like, eaten. Okay, we're going to just move on because it's so complicated to have that conversation. I think we're too beyond four years old. Anyway, okay, that was just an aside. But basically, the whole thing about karma, she goes off into this cave. She's living, but she's sort of meditating and but also meeting people. But then there comes a point where there's this um, tradition of, of being in complete solitude, like meaning you don't see anyone right. for three years and three months. So it has to be that long. And so she does this. And uh, I think there, there's sort of practical things like how do you get food and stuff. And I think people would go and like lead, leave stuff for her yeah. at the bottom yeah. of the hill or something. But anyway, because um, of course she's living in a culture that supports all this. But basically just after the three year mark and like you think three years of meditating every day by yourself in a cave in the Himalayas and not seeing anybody not speaking to anybody nothing you're almost at the end and she's been in um, uh, I think she's over the border in Nepal now but I think she was maybe she's still in India but basically they march up this policeman marches up and totally disrupts her her solitude thing right. because he finds out that she's still in the country and she doesn't have a, a proper visa because the, there was a guy down at the bottom that was supposed to renew her visa every right. year and he didn't uh, do it for some reason or whatever. Right. And so basically, she sort of goes down. But the whole thing is, once you break that, you can't just pretend it didn't happen and go, I need to complete my three more months. Like, that's it. Yeah. And it's sort of like in that world... They've just broken her whole thing, right. you know, and she sort of describes it and, and it's like, I didn't, didn't get upset about it because I know that me and that person have karma, like that that's happened because of some kind of karmic connection we have. Right. And so it, it just makes me realize, and I need to do a lot more reading about this, but there's an idea about karma that there's a, in the same way that, that Jung is kind of thinking people are connected in ways that we don't see there's a connection that that spans you know that, that karma sort of refers to that a little bit do you hmm. know what I mean so that we we not only have our own personal karma but we have sort of connections with other people and past you know business basically with other people that sort of in their world gets resolved over lifetimes but yeah you know. and then well I mean every collapsing all these things together yeah. there would be this idea that there is only us collective unconsciousnesses so you are just a version of me and you're that lady that you were just talking about we're all yeah. just versions of 
Yeah. There is only one entity. There's yeah. just only that one. Yeah. And we're all just versions, separate separate versions yeah. of it, but the same of it. And maybe that's what makes the connections happen. Because although we've manifested in, you know, you know, you know, this body called clay, just yeah, a manifestation yeah, yeah. of it. But actually, I'm the soup as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you're Sarah, but yeah. you're the soup. And yeah. you're both, you and me are the soup. And everyone listening is the soup. Yeah. So, yeah. And if I guess if we really are able to direct our energy, you can maybe make connections with other. Make, I, in essence, making connection with yourself. But in the iteration that the people are yeah. separate. You're making yeah. connection with them. Yeah. If that makes any sense at all. <laughs> yeah, it does, yeah. sort of. Sort of, kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, all of this for us is sort of theoretical, isn't it? Because we're not mm. existing in a plane in which we're really in touch with that kind of reality all the time, you know? Yeah, oh, or you convince us, or you can say that you convince yourself that you are. Because, I mean, I can think back through periods of my journey where I felt more connectedness yeah right um, and in that connectedness have a, a understanding of people mm-hmm. um, but through the connectedness not an analytical understanding of it but yeah, through yeah, the sort yeah. of connect that connectedness piece yeah but yes that's a whole nother story so Celestine Prophecy yes when was the last time you read that book uh, ages. So this would have this would have been years going back when I was yeah when I was hot on this interconnectedness Synchron- yeah. synchronicity. <laughs> the synchronicity. It's like oh yes, this when is when you send me that stuff. This that's, is the answer. Yeah, this is the first thing I thought of because of course that book starts out. Um, so you know, for people who haven't read it, the sort of plot line is that there's this ancient manuscript that basically has nine eight insights, and then there's another book that has the Ten. ninth. Ten, oh no, it? ten. Because of that, yeah, the right, next right, book right, is the right. tenth insight. Yeah, so it has all these insights about like sort of the nature of life and the purpose of life and all that kind of stuff, and um, you know it's set in this sort of high drama. The government's trying to capture the manuscript. Blah mm. blah blah. It's a good but, um, novel. It's it, a good it is book, good. Yeah, well, lots of learnings in it. And Spiritual but the first learnings. the first insight and the way that the the main character comes across this whole manuscript thing is that he has a series of what he first thinks are coincidences, but because they keep sort of happening again and again, he sort of starts to understand that there's something else going on here. And, um, yeah, so anyway, the, the quote from the book is, the first insight, so this is, I think, someone talking to him, um, and he says, the first insight occurs when we become conscious of the coincidences in our lives, and that these coincidences happen more frequently beyond what would be expected by pure chance and feel destined or like they have some like bigger meaning. Like my story meaning. I told earlier about getting over here to England. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. like there's something more to it than just coincidence. Yeah, that seems way too too yeah. coincidental to yeah. it to just be random. Yeah, and the same with, with the yoga. I sort of mm. feel like I, it's why then? Why within the month of me kind of saying that? Did that then happen? And why did this podcast exist? We just happened to oh, be in okay. Starbucks together, yeah, didn't we? The universe was like, in fact, all that other stuff that I told you happened so that I could be at Starbucks at the same time you were at Starbucks. So Havana podcast so could Havana be born. So Havana podcast See? could be born. All right, we've got it. And now we're having, right here, having this talk about this episode. The full, full circle, circle is complete <laughs> now. Now we know why 
Havana podcast came into existence. I can, I can die peacefully now knowing all that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's it. So basically, this uh, the idea of you sort of becoming aware of the coincidences in your life that m- seem to mean more something else induce a feeling of mystery and excitement. This is all from the book. And the sense that something else is going on beneath everyday life. So this first insight is then a reconsideration of the inherent mystery that surrounds our lives on this planet. So it's basically like that's how it ki- the book kicks off, mm. is basically with this idea that synchronicity leads us into... The deeper mystery of yeah, life. Yeah. 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 And I, it's interesting, cause, and, and I don't know, and maybe we'll do a podcast on um, this whole sort of the mystery of life. Yeah. Because there's, there's a, there is a conversation that we're no longer in touch with the mystery of life. We become yeah. very practical, we're very scientific yeah. and rational, and we're just like dismissed. We don't like mystery. Mystery's yeah, well, a bad thing. And then that's just all the hocus pocus stuff, and yeah. you know, that was, we... We've evolved from yeah. believing in totems and things like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the mist, there is no, you know, it's just science, isn't it? But yeah, the deeper mystery. But I think there's, I think, and this is where I think the Celestine prophecy was going, and I think this is why it, re- it resonated with me at the time, is that connecting to or believing in a, a deeper mystery of life makes life more. Full, more yeah. enjoyable, more right, right. Yeah, you know, yeah. you, you get in because you think mystery and you think play, and it just it enhances your life to have this connection well, with a, a deeper mystery. And you know, to be honest, I think, and maybe this is just you know, some of us, maybe this isn't how everyone feels, but I do think that you get to a point where you sort of like if you cut yourself off from the possibility that there's more to it than meets the eye. I think you get to a point where you're like, really, is this all there is? Mm. Just going to work and surviving? And, wh- and what I liked about the Celestine Prophecy is that, it, you know, so it says, basically, to, it, it sort of leads on all these different insights. And, and by the time you get to the fourth insight, it's basically like, this is where it, it introduces the idea that there's a sort of underlying universal energy force that is part of who we are, you know, so it links up with the sort of quantum physics science of that we're all actually not matter but energy and that we as humans can sort of direct this energy if we come back into contact with it but actually we've cut ourselves off from the kind of big soup you know Do you think we've done this deliberately or is this part of some plan or how is it how is it or is it some kind of controlling thing because it seems interesting. Cause even when you, you know, was having, you know, when you think uh, lately, if you, you know, paying attention to some of the stuff resurfacing in the news around hallucinogenics and things like that, you know, LSD mushrooms, and what it allows you to connect up to this soup, and how mm. for soup treats and certain uh, mental illnesses and disorders, that actually it, it helps in those aspects because it frees the mind up to connect in these things, and you just kind of wonder well, why. Why have we disconnected ourselves from it? Um, and then again, yeah, what's the value of reconnecting? But then have we bought into the fact that actually that is just hocus pocus and being mm-hmm. delusional, all of that. 
actually you just need to be worrying about making money and buying big houses and cars and stuff like that because that's real and physical and yeah, I can touch, I mean, taste that thing. We have such a short perspective in terms of time. Mm. You know, we have this individual life and we kind of perceive what our parents generation was like maybe and you know maybe our grandparents but we don't really we're not really connected to much longer term than that but I think this evolution of disconnecting from the mystery of life has happened over a long period of time basically for like as much as the scientific revolution has been amazing Mm. for so many things it one of the counter forces of it has been to discount anything that doesn't fall in. So instead Although of saying, religion, like, this is how we can, th- this, this tool, this kind of yeah. way of thinking can help us in all these aspects, we've taken it to an extreme in the same way that like a religious fanaticism takes it to mm. the extreme. Like this must encompass everything. And if something this, doesn't from fit from the Celestine in, prophecy was kind of hinting at the, and I've seen this with Joseph Campbell stuff as well in terms of, now, and there's a portion of religion where, you know, it is about people trying to control other people. But yeah. then when you get rid of that aspect and think about the role that religion or spirituality plays, it was to connect to this deeper mystery of ourselves. And whatever and you, you gave it, whatever name you gave it to, yeah. it was your way of navigating this mystery. We have a very limited perspective on what religion means as well because we think of the Christian church in Western Europe mm. and we think, you know, we don't think about the spirituality of the you know, Native Americans. Well, see, I, th- we I think we you know, do, I mean, we, but I think the, Well, people the, who are al- alternative in their thought yeah. do, but when we well, think no, no. of I, spirituality controls you, that's not the spirituality we're talking about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, to go, I always separate spirituality out from religion. Yeah. Yeah, because I think the yeah religion is sort of man-made and that kind of thing. But the underlying spirituality is the thing that connects to this mystery. Um, and I think the dominant religions have kind of either just by because I want to spread my religion have kind of pushed out the other ways of thinking, being, and connecting with this mystery. The reality is yeah. that that was a very small percentage of the overall human population at a certain Mm. point in time you know that 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 you know if we think about the evolution of of thought Mm. you know we and we characterize religion as controlling and you know and and sometimes you know if you think about all the tithing and all the you know pay for your sins kind of stuff and get out of whatever Mm. then yeah it is controlling but you think about but I think India, even less think, than that, though. I think about all of the that, rest yeah. of the world. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's not, that's yeah. not their experience of, of religion. Yeah, and I think, it, and, and maybe, you know, again, I think there's some unfortunate aspects of, of um, if I just take Christianity, for instance, that there's actually a nice religion. Yeah, totally. And I think if you can separate yourself from people who may use it to control other people, if it helps you to navigate the mystery of life, if it helps you yeah. to navigate and your and your well-being and help and happiness through the, through life, then that's that's the path. So, and I think we, we I was saying last night to someone who's on their journey as well is that there's just multiple paths to the top of the mountain. Yeah. Um, and we're all kind of headed towards the same thing, but we're just giving it different 
labels because that helps us as an individual with our connection with maybe this mystery. I don't think there's any validity or invalidity of either of any of them. I think they're all valid, yeah, personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you just find the one that you connect with, and you know. And you, we need you to do the perennial philosophy, Aldous Huxley. Have you yeah. read that book? No. Yeah, it's basically what you're saying. It's yeah. like that, like looking for the sort of underlying. That, yeah. there, that there is a that there is a perennial philosophy of life and the meaning of life that that, re- that sort of surfaces in different forms in all yeah. of these religions. But yeah. And that's why we should be inclusive of all religions, spiritualities, and and the like. I think because yeah. they're all the same. They're all after the same thing. But then, yeah, just to kind of bring it back around, back to our. Synchronicity. Synchronicity. The police. Because you know we were basically saying. We'll have to that link that. To it, this is not notes. about destiny. This no, it's not. No, no. I think it's so distinct say, from say de- something de- about that. De- destiny. Well, because um, it would, it, I was thinking it would be quite easy to think, have a conversation around fate, as in the things that are happening to you are happening because they're meant to happen. Yeah. So almost a deterministic sort of path, whereas I think synchronicity is, you know, man's a meaning-seeking creature is what we are. Um, and I think what synchronicity does is, in your path of life, wherever you go and whatever, it, whatever your path is, it doesn't matter what it is, the synchronicity happens, these unrelated events have a, a meaning to that path that you're trying to walk. So yeah. you're trying to seek an answer and you're trying to wrestle with it with your conscious mind. Yeah. Let go of the conscious mind, go into this collective I've unconscious, every, subconscious, yeah. and yeah. then notice the things that yeah. you bump into throughout the rest of the day. And the right thing will present itself because you've expanded your awareness where you had the tunnel vision with your conscious, rational mind you're not able to, and this after this works for creativity as well. If you're ever doing creativity and innovation, you've got to come out of your left brain thinking. If we want to help yeah. other people to relate to this, so come out of your left brain thinking, go into right brain mode, and you'll notice more, and you'll notice the things that you need to see. And it might be in something that seems very, very random. Yeah. Like my train journey and having to think about... Well, I think that most people will probably have had this happen to them about books Hmm. in the sense that haven't you had that thing where someone just suggests a book that answers the question that you had you've been it goes even deeper than that for me (laughs) because you know my house is basically just one big giant book repository yeah and i've got hundreds of books that i haven't even read but they surface when i need to read them so i would have bought them like five years ago never read the book and then something happens, and I go, go through my, ah. Just like sometimes you ask me questions, and they're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I got a book for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and they're there waiting for me to, to when, I need, when the book is right for it. I said, what's the saying? Um, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Yeah, And that's right. how it is with the books. When yeah, I yeah, yeah. get the right question, then the book will present itself that yeah. I need that has In that fact, answer. That's, that's totally something that happened to me as well with my yoga teacher. Is I, you know, practicing yoga for quite a number of years, and then it it never really interests me having a teacher. Mm. And then all of a sudden, I was like, "Yeah, I think I need a teacher." 
and, and they appeared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. So there yeah. you go. Maybe I asked the universe for more than I than I. Uh, you probably asked for more, but you and <laughs> you, so your resistance is to people who um, maybe just kind of blindly kind of throw it out there and think they yeah. don't have to do any of the work yeah. and this stuff just yeah. going to happen versus setting an intention and then being aware. Because if you had said, I need a yoga teacher and close yourself off, right. then you might have missed the opportunity for that teacher to come into your life yeah. because you closed off. But by setting the intention and opening yourself up, you're able to be aware of mm-hmm. and the right person you know, kind of showed up. Yeah. Right when you needed it, because and that person probably it was always there. It wasn't like that teacher didn't exist before you had that thought, but because you had the thought and opened yourself up, you were able to see that teacher. Right. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's one of the ways to kind of look at it. All cool. right. Is that good? Okay. So what I would love recap. If, if uh, <laughs> yeah, I just kind of like hearing about. I think we all really enjoy sort of hearing about these moments of synchronicity yeah. that people have, where you're just like. Huh, it's funny because people have all kinds of things. Like, yeah, you, do. you know, someone but you said did, something but you tend, to me like, about but these Tosalian prophecies. Says we tend to dismiss those That's coincidences because right. so, we tend and we just say it is a coincidence. Yeah. It has no meaning at all. Is it? You know, just and there's plenty of in, uh, yeah. there's plenty of things that happen that are coincidences that are mm. just like, yeah, that just happened. That doesn't really mean anything. But it's just more like noticing things that do mean something. Yeah, I but I think it can bring meaning, and this is how I use tarot cards and things like that. I think, I think if you, if you want to enrich and enhance your life, that everything has meaning in it, mm. and you, but you have to take, and it's a lot of work sometimes to take the time out, not to go into deep, you know, navel gazing, but to take note of the things that you happen and then inquire of it. So why did that thing happen? Instead of getting angry about it. Or, uh, yeah, right. So what does this thing mean? What can yeah. I learn from it? And then kind of, you know, move on. So you had a bad interaction with your boss yesterday. You can choose to just be angry and upset and then go and complain and, you know, and nag, you know, you'd be, an, you know, it'd be a, you know, a mood vampire, as I sort of call them. Or you can have a look at that interaction. What are the things that happen? What yep. can you, What learning can you take from that? And then apply it to whatever journey that you're you're kind of on. So I think there's a you can bring meaning to lots of things if you open yourself up yep. to those, as opposed to just kind of being in our blinkered kind of yeah. head down, <laughs> charging ahead, and then life is a drudgery. Then yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. I think Let's that's. Our coffee and I think that's. Uh, I think figure that's out good. what we're talking about next week. And we know about, and notice coincidences in your life today. That's what be my challenge. Oh, you should speak to the challenge as well to say thank you to everyone. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. So I, my challenge for you at the end of this podcast is to notice after you listen to this episode to notice the coincidences um, in your life for that for a seven day period. Just notice the coincidences and write them down in your notebook or your journal and then at, at the end of that come back to it and interrogate those coincidences and see what they what how what kind of dots you can connect or what lessons yeah, you can right. learn from the thing that's happened to you yeah so then like you were saying over the past week the 30-day challenge or the first cohort of people going through the 30-day challenge 
has uh, finished. And I think everyone really enjoyed it. It was really yeah. nice. I think that there's a, like always with these things, there's a lot of people that come and tell you personally how much they're enjoying it and they're mm. not putting it sort of up on the Facebook group and stuff like that. But I think people have really enjoyed getting those contemplations in the morning with their mm. email and stuff. So if you haven't done it, then you can easily sign up. Just go to the website. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for everybody who, who joined in because that was awesome. The first it, was round. Like, it was good yeah. for us as well. It was the first uh, 30-day challenge thing like that that we've run. So yeah. that has been pretty good too. And feedback is, is always welcome. Yeah, so. and catching yeah. up with the community and things like that. So And we've got the discussion forum to continue that that conversation that we've started, I think, with people that were in the challenge at this first sort of cohort of challenge. So yeah. And invite people to the group. Yeah. We got, I think we, the more we can make that more robust and maybe start conver- people start conversations within the group, I think that'd be great as well. Like uh, Jonathan's got me on the looking at, I posted that thing of uh, Elon Musk yeah. and the flamethrower. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, I did. But what, yeah, well, what possible use could he have? But then they, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonathan, you yeah, well, to, to the sort of, and I think that'd be a good conversation in that whole, in, well, not just the internet of things, but that idea about connecting or that he's working on redefining what a human is. Yeah, with AI and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mm. Okay, we have okay, to go. Good. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We really enjoyed bringing you the episodes over the past two years. We have a goal for 2018 to grow our audience, our our community of contemplators like you, and we'd really appreciate your help. In fact, there's a few things that you can do quite easily that would really help us out a lot. One is by sharing it with other friends that you think might enjoy listening to the show. Another is going to iTunes and giving us a review, which will boost the algorithm and put the show out in front of more eyes that um, can, people can come across it. And you can financially support the show by going to the contribution section of our website. Thanks a lot.